Welcome to the Stay Magnetic Podcast, where we have real conversations about self-love, manifestation, regulating your nervous system, mindset, you know, all of the things that you need to be the most magnetic version of yourself. I'm your host, Zoe Magnetic, self-love and manifestation coach and registered psychotherapist, ready to help you become magnetic and stay magnetic. Keep listening to do just that. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Stay Magnetic podcast. Ooh, it has been a little bit of a journey to get this episode out into the world, but I'm so glad that we're finally able to get this out. Um, you know, tech troubles, audio troubles. We're we're learning a lot over here. Um, and that's that's all good. But anyways, today I want to talk about setting goals. We're coming to the end of 2023. We've all heard that saying, new year, new me. And to be quite honest, I don't think I entirely agree with or subscribe to that ideology. I by no means am saying that I don't support setting goals. And this being a stereotypical time of year where a lot of reflection and goal setting tends to take place. Of course, I do encourage that to reflect and think about the goals you want to set. But this concept of a quote-unquote new me or becoming a brand new person all because of a date, I completely disagree with. And based off of what I know about how the brain works and mindset, you know, which is a decent amount, if I do say so myself, our brains and the way that we form our behaviors also disagree with this ideology. What I mean by this is that it's actually quite overwhelming for our brains and our nervous systems to decide to make a change in general, and resistance tends to come up from that, let alone to make several changes, and especially if those changes are pretty drastically different than the current behaviors that we already display or engage in. So let's discuss. As I said before, this time of year is a good time for reflection, but I don't necessarily believe that we need to map out all of the ways we want to change with the looming start date of January 1st. This is because, you know, what happens when January 1st rolls around and then we've already burnt ourselves and our nervous systems out with the 37 plus new things that we've decided we are going to do before we've even had a chance to do the thing that essentially prepares us to make long-lasting and sustainable change. What is that thing, you ask? It is shifting our identity first so that we can embody the person who actually maintains these new habits and behavior changes that we want. This is how, um, this is the way our our goals and the, and the goals that we set show up. So the identity piece is pretty important, yet it is often skipped or completely raised over for a couple of reasons. The first one, it's skipped over due to our own impatience and wanting the end results now, right? We're pretty impatient, especially with technology. We can pull up Google, get the answer to anything we want right away. We just tend to want things a lot quicker these days. Um Starting with shifting our identity means that we do the inner work first instead of, you know, just doing whatever it is we want to do. So that can be a bit of an obstacle. 
Number two, we overestimate our ability to stay motivated long-term. Here's a little spoiler alert about motivation. It is quite fleeting. So we need to have strategies in place for when it does, you know, fleet, so to say, so that when our fiery motivation goes away, we're still connected to our goals because of how we've associated them as being part of our identity. Let's dig a little deeper with how to start this identity work. If you haven't taken time to ask yourself why you want to have these new habits or behavior changes, this is actually part of the problem. And this can result in um, these goals not sticking. You might be basing these new habits off of what you see in other people. And if you are, that's actually a sign that you might be doing it for the wrong reasons. If you haven't already, go back and listen to my episode from a few weeks ago where I talk about, you know, not copying someone else's recipe, so to say, but rather focus on creating your own recipe. This is with um, this is in regard to, you know, doing things your way. And that's because copying others is not sustainable long term and it typically will result in burnout and or resentment when things don't feel natural for us to behave as others do as compared to when we are acting in alignment with what we have defined our own identity as and it feeling natural is not to be confused with it feeling easy or with no challenges. And it is important to distinguish the difference between something feeling natural and aligned versus something being easy and not involving any challenge. For example, me recording this podcast episode feels very aligned with my business and I feel very natural when I'm recording and teaching. However, I've had a journey with figuring out the tech side of things, finding the time to record amongst one-on-ones and group coaching sessions, fixing audio problems, et cetera, et cetera. There might be challenges with anything that is worthwhile for us. And if something is worthwhile, we will take the challenges as an opportunity to both build character and learn for next time. So definitely important to distinguish between those two. Anyways, back to identity work for the purpose of setting our goals. So doing the identity work to create sustainable change and to set maintainable goals, keyword here being maintainable, allows us to connect with why we want to do something and why we want to make a change. Let's use, um, what's an example? Let's use waking up early as an example. So let's say you want to start waking up earlier. We might start by asking ourselves, why do I want to wake up earlier? And when we ask ourselves reflection questions like this, pay attention to what comes up and pay attention to what comes up first. That's usually, you know, the underlying why, whatever comes up first. Is it because we actually want to wake up earlier or or is it because we've seen that, you know, so-and-so wakes up earlier and they live a life that I want to live. So that's why I want to wake up earlier. Now that I think about it, this is actually kind of a personal example. And I've actually learned this lesson myself when I spent close to a year waking up at 5.30 most mornings, which not No, I don't like that at all. (laughs) But I did it because I saw other people um, like on social media or in my life doing that. And I thought to myself, "Hmm, maybe I should do that too. Maybe that's how I'll get what they have or I'll create the life that I want or, you know, thought I wanted. This was kind of problematic for me considering I'm really not that early of a morning person and I don't actually enjoy waking up before 7 a.m. 
unless it's to catch a flight, I will wake up at any time of day to get myself on a plane. But anyways, my sweet spot is waking up at around 7 and 5.30 wake-ups left me with this false sense of accomplishment, which was then completely diminished when I absolutely crashed in the middle of the morning, felt so tired throughout the rest of the day. So yeah, all this to say, you have to find what works for you and you can figure this out by asking yourself why you are doing something and connecting with its importance to you, whatever that answer is. Another thing to consider when you're asking yourself why you want to start a new habit is to ask yourself what you are releasing when you are taking this new habit on. This is so, so, so key and it is often skipped. Let's talk about this for a second. Say you do want to wake up early. We're just going to run with this example. Does this mean that you are letting go of staying up later? Maybe you're letting go of watching TV before bed? I see a lot of clients who struggle with all or nothing thinking, and they have this belief that they can incorporate a new habit into their routine that is already pre-existing. And, you know, I mean, sure, you can do that, but it's going to result in burnout eventually, which will eventually lead to resorting back to the original behaviors. And this isn't to diminish anyone's dreams or goals. I by no means am saying that you can't, quote unquote, have it all. But think about it. We we can't really have it all. And that is not because of, you know, the fact that we physically, mentally, psychologically, emotionally, whatever, can't do it. It's simply due to the fact that we're humans. And because we're humans, we have a capacity of sorts. It's just part of being humans, part of the human experience. And an extension of that, who even wants to be adding more and more and more to their plate without also creating space for it? So the mindset shift here comes from the idea that by releasing something, we are actually creating space for that, for a new thing, instead of shoving more things into an already jam-packed space. And this is applicable to, you know, any resource you have, any like your time, possessions, whatever, you can fill in the blank here. People who are successful at implementing new habits understand this. People who are unsuccessful at implementing new habits are stuck in all or nothing thinking and perfectionism. They genuinely believe that they don't have to change much, if anything, but that they can simply add more to their life and they'll just magically have the capacity, ability, time, resources to do so. It doesn't really make sense, and quite frankly, it does not work. Unsuccessful people, um, sorry, people who are unsuccessful at implementing new habits are very attached to their current habits, so they don't really want to give them up. Their solution is to just add something new. On the other hand, people who successfully implement new habits recognize the importance of detachment when it comes to their current habits, particularly the ones that are no longer serving them. They might, for example, want to start going to bed earlier and reducing screen time, which can result in them being able to wake up earlier. They do this by having time boundaries with their devices at the end of the day. They might charge their phone in another room, separate from where they sleep. They might opt for a reading before bed instead of scrolling on TikTok, et cetera, et cetera, fill in the blanks. There's an element of detaching from the previous pattern in order to create space for the new habit. So I invite everyone listening to consider this approach when you're thinking about setting New Year's goals or reflecting on the year you've had and what you want to take with you moving forward, what you maybe want to leave behind. 
um, and start to think about how we can create new habits that will actually last as we head into a new year. Um, and we can create these goals for ourselves. You might want to ask some reflection questions. Where can we create space? Where can you create space? What do you need to detach from in order to create that space for a new habit or change? Why is it important to you to detach from this thing, habit, person, job, etc.? And why is it important to you to replace it with this new thing, habit, person, job, etc.? Something to consider. So I would love for you to send me a DM with any insights you have on Instagram. If you want any ideas about how you can create space for yourself when you're thinking about your new habits and reflecting on the year ahead. Um, I love connecting with you all. Definitely feel free to send me a message or tag me when you listen to this episode, share it um, with someone you think would love to hear it. As always, thank you so much for being a part of the Zoe Magnetic community. And I hope everyone has a safe and expansive holiday season. And I will see you all in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Stay Magnetic podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I really encourage you to share it with someone who you think would benefit from hearing it and to leave a review below on whichever platform you prefer to listen to your podcasts. That would mean so much to me and I will see you in the next episode.